ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is a beautiful day in the River City. Welcome into the Monday, October 18th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Seltzer, it is made pure. Our text line is open this hour as well, 304 523 2275 Thundering Herd victorious on a Friday night. So we're a few days removed from the victory. Marshall winning in what some of you are saying is herd fashion. This is what you want to see from the Thundering Herd at all times. 42-21 over North Texas. Marshall quarterback Grant Wells, five touchdowns. We talked about this in our postgame show. He had five touchdowns, three on the ground. Also completed 24 of 32 passes, had 323 yards in that game. Marshall now 2-1 and one in conference play, 4-3 and three overall. Off week, sometimes I worry about the off week because Marshall could be cooking and you get the off week and you have a couple weeks prepare and come out flat. So I'm a little concerned about that. New coach, we'll see how this goes. I hope Marshall in a couple weeks, well, we're actually under a couple of weeks now, but I hope Marshall in a week and several days from now ready to go as uh, the Thundering Herd has some time now to maybe rest, recuperate, game plan. And let's not forget Rasheen Ali. In that game, he carried the ball 20 times, had 109 yards, two touchdowns, has 13 rushing touchdowns now, seven games, 13 rushing touchdowns. Also caught a pass for 50 yards. He's looking pretty good. I think Marshall did something that we've been expecting for a long time. Got out fast. Not fast enough, I'm sure, for some of you, but got out fast and just put North Texas away early. North Texas, a good football team in some regards. They're not going to quit. Give them credit. And honestly, I thought North Texas was going to be able to come in and run and get some success on the ground there, maybe chew up some of that clock. They can pass. They have some ability to pass newer quarterback. But at the same time, I thought this is going to be a team that would just be able to run a little bit more effectively against the herd. And Marshall was ready for it. Marshall shut that down. I mean, to a degree, Marshall clamped down on the passing game. Marshall was able to win the game, prevent this team from really getting off to uh, the way it likes to do. Really didn't have to weather too much of a storm, not much of a comeback. I mean, this is a team that's able to come back, hasn't been able to finish the job, and that was the case again here for Marshall. Is again, 42-21. Good showing for the Thundering Herd. Now, with all of that said, with all of that said, is this a closing the gap moment? Did we see the Herd close the gap? Coach Huff's been talking about this for several weeks now. Since we have begun our journey with Coach Huff, talking about closing the gap and talking about trusting the process. Now, after that North Texas game, do you trust the process? Is there a little bit more trust today between you and Marshall and that process? And also, do you think that Coach Huff has had a moment now where we're not seeing it completely closed? I mean, will the gap ever be closed? 
Probably not. The gap's never going to be closed. But will we see Coach Huff tomorrow, hear Coach Huff tomorrow, come out and say, yeah, we're close to the gap? I'm going to go no. That's going to be the uh, prop bet. Will he come out and say, we've closed the gap? Or we're closing the gap. No, I think always it's going to be closing the gap. There's never going to be a moment where like, yeah, we uh, we closed the gap by 50 feet. What's the metric there for Coach Huff? Closing the gap. What, what are we measuring the gap? How big's the gap? What are we measuring it? And you know, will there be a an update as far as how big the gap is? We, we, we can kid because, well, to be honest with you, it's fun after a win, isn't it? It's always fun after a win. So that's where we're at with the Thundering Herd. So, you know, if you've got some final thoughts on that, I mean, we've got two weeks here, just about. We've got two weeks. So if you've got any final thoughts on this one, you can join us using the text line, of course, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. Of course, you can also join us on the White Claw Hard Seltzer phone lines, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-TALK. 8255. Coming up this hour, I don't want to overlook a lot of high school action to talk about over the weekend. Of course, Huntington High continuing to do what Huntington High does. I think we got some strong performances from Cabell Midland, Spring Valley as well. Our, our three major teams here in the Tri-State, I only say our three major teams because, well, we carry all three other broadcasts, so of course I'm going to prioritize them. I mean, we had some pretty good matchups across the Tri-State as well, but and we're going to get Luke Creasy to come in here from the Herald-Dispatch. He'll talk to us about the uh, high school action across the Tri-State over the weekend. He'll catch us up on some things that maybe, uh, you know, I'm not usually going to hit because, again, you know, my focus is always on a Friday night, you know, the three schools that we do. As a company, you know, I'm always going to – Huntington – honestly, when it's game time, I'm flipping over to Huntington High. That's it. That's because, you know, I'm an old-school Pony Express kid. And even though they're the Highlanders now, I object to that name to this day. It should be New Huntington Pony Express, or it should have just been Huntington Pony Express. I know that's a that's a fight for another day on this show, but I'm going to stand that ground. That's the hill I will fight and die on. I will die on that one. I've got a few hills that I've picked that I will go fight and die on. That's one of them. Pony Express all the way. Now, with that said, Luke's going to get us caught up later on the show since uh, he's got the... Um, He's got the finger on the pulse of everything, so we'll get caught up with him. Uh, We're going to hear here in a few minutes from Kyle Braun. Of course, basketball continues to get ready for the upcoming season. And since we've got a whole week here, minus the shows that are going to be preempted for baseball here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930, that's Tuesday and Wednesday. We have got a gap that we've got to close because we don't have football. I mean, we're going to hear from Coach Huff tomorrow on the presser we'll post that link up on our our website i'll uh, hopefully be able to maybe uh, hop on sometime later this week with some of that stuff there you know but we'll have it i mean you know there's no opponent to get ready for so you're fighting open this week that's your opponent open is your opponent i guess the opponent is the gap and open or is open the gap Open gaps, you know, depending on what side of the ball, open gaps are the, are the opponent. 
So we'll talk to him about that, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll post that. That'll be posted. You can get that uh, full video, Marshall. We'll uh, you can get that to us, and we'll put that at least on our, our website wrvc.com if you want to look at that in its entirety and in context but you know we'll have of course um, basketball coming up uh, here shortly we're actually going to get into some live fire with basketball so you know we'll start hearing from Dan Dan Tony but today was Kyle Braun the six foot three 180 pound freshman guard out of Scotland prep we're going to get his thoughts. He's uh, finally actually getting able to uh, get out there after uh, suffering a knee injury, getting out there and actually practicing. So he's excited. We're going to hear from him. Later on, we're going to hear from Luke Creasy. About 5.30, we'll talk to him. Uh, we've got baseball coming up tonight, Game 3, the ALCS. There's NFL action tonight as well. Uh, we'll go over some things that uh, happened over the weekend. The Bengals get a win. I mean, it was over Detroit, though. So, I mean, how much can I crow? I can't really say Go Well, I can, but it's Detroit after all. I can't really say, hey, look, the, the Bengals beat Detroit. They beat the Lions. The only person I can talk trash to is Spencer Atkins, the chief meteorologist at Channel 13. And, of course, I mean, why would I want to do that? He's a nice guy. I, I mean, it's like kicking a puppy. You don't, you don't do it. That's what that's about. You don't kick a puppy. And Spencer Atkins, it's like kicking a puppy with him with his Detroit Lions. Or, in his case, a kitten. It's like kicking a kitten. You don't kick kittens or puppies. So Joe Burrow gets the win. Good for him. And, um, hey, Conference USA finally has a ranked team this season. We'll talk about that. But when we continue, we're going to have a little herd basketball for you. We'll get the, get the thoughts of Kyle Braun as basketball continues to get ready for the upcoming season. That's when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. We welcome you back to the Monday, October 18th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Text line is open now, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. Our phone line brought to you this hour by White Claw is 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Basketball season's almost upon us. I mean, it feels like... We just got started with football. We just got started with soccer. We had some fall ball going on. Softball, fall ball. It feels like we just got started with that. Volleyball is what close to close to conclusion here. Pretty soon, it's going to be deep into basketball season. We're going to blink, and here it is. And so we're going to start getting you ready for it. Thundering Herd, of course, can be heard all season long right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And one of the players that hopefully will make an impact for the Thundering Herd is the six foot three freshman out of Scotland prep guard Kyle Braun. Now, Kyle's going to have probably a compressed timetable of getting ready for the season. You know, he hasn't been able to get out there. So now he's able to get back out there, able to practice able to start being a, a part of this team on the court. And he's just excited about it. And so earlier this afternoon during his media availability, he talked about being back and just being able to practice once again. And I was dying and 
just watching practice from the sideline. I've been out for about five weeks and uh, I didn't really tear anything. So I was still feeling pretty good, but they told me I couldn't play. But uh, I'm so excited to be back. And I was just smiling the whole practice, even the little bits that I could still like we're only allowed to do. I was just so excited to be out there. So he's excited. You can tell in his voice. He wants to get out there and, and play. And one of the questions he was asked just about going through an injury like this, you know, players, they get injured all the time. Unfortunately, you know, you're going to get banged up either through the season or in preseason. You're going to maybe get a bump, a bruise, hopefully nothing major, but it does happen. But Kyle's been fortunate. He hasn't had to go through anything major yet, and he's never been through an injury like this, and he talked about that. I've never actually I've broken a wrist, but never had like a knee injury before. And this is my jumping knee, and thank God it wasn't anything serious. So I'm getting my athleticism back. Should be should be ready to go next week, completely live. So I'm just waiting on those days and excited for the season to start. So that's a good sign there. Nothing serious. Still, he had to go through an injury like that. I mean, you can deal with bumps and bruises. And things like that that you can maybe put an ace bandage on, put a, a wrap on, you can deal with some of that. And, you know, you play through it. Those are things that – it's just nicks and bruises, right? You're young. You can you can power through that. But knee – you don't want to mess with knee injuries of any, any, any size, shape. You just don't want to do that. So that's some good news. Now, being injured, being sick, being out, there's always a battle. I think that's fair to say. It's it's mental preparation. It's getting ready. You don't have the opportunity maybe to just get out there and play. You're just sitting there. You're you're watching. You're trying to be engaged, but it's hard to be engaged sometimes when you're on the sideline. So he talked about finding ways to not just sit there. He wanted to be engaged. He wanted to be part of this learning, absorbing everything he possibly could until he could actually just get out there and be in the thick of things. So he talked about the things he did trying to keep his mental preparation strong. Oh, yeah. I was trying to be as involved as I could from the sideline. I was drawing out plays and trying to learn everything, asking so many questions, just trying to be engaged as much as possible, cheering on my teammates the whole time. And just giving good energy as much as I can, because I just want to be the best teammate I can possibly be. So not being out there, I just have to be loud and communicative to all my players. And you love that. You love to hear that. I want to be the best teammate. I can't be. He's yelling. You, you like that when you're when your guys are engaged. You, the guy behind you, sitting on the bench, is engaged in what you're doing and getting you excited. Because let's be honest. We've seen some Conference USA venues where there's no energy. We've been through some times where there hasn't been energy. And I'm not saying that's really something that you you concern yourself with on home court. But there are times when you don't have energy. You're on the road. You got to bring it. And you love hearing that. You got a guy who's going to bring energy. If he's not on the court, he's going to be on the sideline. He's going to be on the bench. He's going to be bringing the energy to the thundering herd. Now, now that he's actually in a situation where he can get to work, he can start working on what he needs to do to be a part of this team. And he talked about sort of a self-evaluation, things that he needs to work on so he can be ready when his number is called. No, my biggest thing right now is, is throwing lobs. I've never been on a team where everybody can dunk. In my high school, I was the only guy on the team who could dunk. 
so I was never practicing lobs. So right before this, I was just working out with Mike, just throwing lobs from different directions, just really trying to protect that. Because I've, I've been throwing bullet passes to the rim, <laughs> and people are like, what is, what is going on? But it's, it's an easy fix, and that's, that's the main thing that i got to work on. Dunk City you. There you go. You heard it right here. That's that's the game plan for Marshall basketball. It's going to be Dunk City U. Just slam it in. Tavion Kinsey, lob the ball to him, slam it in. Tavion's going to have like 15 dunks a game. You can do that now. I mean, no no offense, but this team's a little taller in some aspects. No offense. There's some guys that weren't tall. They were pretty good, but they weren't tall. Now you got some taller guys on this squad. So it's going to be Dunk City all the way. Uh, speaking of Dunk City, uh, he's going to be setting some guys up, helping them out. But who's helping him out as far as getting ready for the season, playing college ball? After all, it's a leap. It's a jump. Just because you're good in high school or prep school, once you get to the college level, it's a whole different ball game, cliche and all. Uh, so he talked about some of the guys that are on the squad just helping him, getting ready to play some college ball. I mean, all of them, all the upperclassmen really care about the next generation and trying to teach everyone the ins and outs. I mean, I've had many late nights with guys just talking about how to come off the screen the right way to get the right shot or what, because they know how I play. They know what I can do well in this offense. So they tell me, like, if you come off the screen, this pull-up's going to be there or this kickback is going to be wide open. So make sure you're doing this type of stuff. So. They've been really great, like Mike, Tay, Andrew, Darius. They've all been really, really helpful. I'm sure Tay's being nice to him. You know why? Because somebody's going to lob those balls to him, the dunk, right? Get the new guy ready to go. Hey, okay, here's what you're going to do. When you're here, you're just going to toss that up, and I'm going to dunk it in. That's uh, I'm sure that's some of the stuff they're talking about. Like, okay, when I'm here, I'm, I'm running, I'm jetting. He's just going to lob it up. Back door, maybe? Back door, just in your face, we're going to dunk it. I know that's not the game plan. They're going to be shooting 15 threes. Uh, <laughs> 15, what am I talking about? 15, 20, yeah, 20, 25. What am I talking about? 15. Um, speaking of a guy like to shoot it, Andrew Taylor, the sheriff, of course. Uh, he's a young guy still, but he's been through it now, and he's, um, he's a guy that Kyle is um, – really similar to some of the comparisons that have been made. One of those is the way he plays, his style of play, and Andrew Taylor. And Andrew's been there a while, so that's a good comparison. That's a good guy to be compared to on this team. And so Kyle talked a little bit about those similarities that he has with his teammate, Andrew Taylor. No, he's a, he's a great role model, and he's we're, we're very similar, and it's like, really great to see that he's being so successful in this offense it's given me a lot of hope and like when when the Pacers were here they really loved Andy too and I'm like oh they love Andy and he's probably going to go to the next level for sure that gives me hope and motivation to get to that level too name dropping the Pacers by the way you notice that name dropping the Pacers because you know there are um there are benefits sometimes uh, to having a former uh, yeah, NBA assistant coach on your on your bench. There's some there's some there's some benefit there. So that's a good guy to be compared with, right? I mean, back in the day, you want to be compared to John Elmore. So maybe now you want to be compared to Andrew Taylor. If that's your style of game, you want to be compared to him, not you know. And, and 
look at that as, okay, I want to be like that guy. That's my guy. I want to be like Andrew Taylor. I want to strive to be him. But one guy he's really being compared to, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, but it's Dan D'Antoni, head coach of the Thundering Herd. He's beloved. He's, he's a beloved coach. You know why? Because, of course, there's the history with him and the community. It's a West Virginia guy. He He's visible in the community. You can go hang out with the guy afterwards, right? I mean, you can go to his restaurant. You might see him there. You, know, you, could, he, you can pal around with him. You know, he's, a, he's calm, cool demeanor. I mean, nothing really. He doesn't get too, too high. And if you've ever been to practice, he plays some terrible music. Some of it's good. Some of it's not so good. I don't know. I like old music too, but there's just a, there's just a point in time. There's just a point in time. And here is what Kyle has learned from the guy he's starting to be compared to, uh, Dan D'Antoni. Oh, he's a great guy. He, um, he's been telling me just be, be definite with your moves. There's no stuttering or just be confident and go like, trust yourself. You want to shoot that shot, shoot the shot. You want to make this cut, do that. Just don't second guess yourself. That's, that's his big thing. And everyone's telling me we look alike. And I look like a younger generation of him. Like I, I was up, up in the, in the lobby and there's a picture of him when he was playing and all the guys on the team are like, Dan's here. Like, you, this is like, he, he recruited his son or something like that. So I've been, I've been uh, dealing with that recently. Oh, <laughs> that's all I got. Oh, um, he talked a little bit. He expanded on that a little bit. Uh, he's a younger version of Dan D'Antoni, right? Is, is that what we're going to see? A younger version of Dan? I mean, what, 30, 40 years? Is it going to be uh, Kyle Braun on the sidelines coaching the Thundering Herd? Is is that what we're going to see? Is he just going to carry that D'Antoni style? He's the, he's the new D'Antoni. He's the next D'Antoni. He's going to be adopted into the what, – what are we seeing here? Uh, he talked about just being a younger version of Dan. Man, he, he listens to all this old school music and my dad's a smooth jazz musician. So I've been growing up and, and cultured with this, a lot of old school seventies, like soul, rock, funk, like disco. And, and he's playing all these types of music like before practice. So everyone else is quiet. And I'm like singing all these songs that are playing before the practice. And um, it's just really, I, I even work out to all this old music by myself. So it's just really comfortable for me in this situation. Okay, again, I, I like a lot of old music. I get it. Some of that stuff, though, is just, you know, when the turtles come on, the monkeys, every other doo-wop band out there. I mean, if it's big band swing sounds, stuff like that, that's that's great. When you get to the when you get to the monkeys, there's some there's some good monkey songs. Not all of them. But when you get to the turtles, the hummingbirds, the uh, the the roaches, the arachnoids, the um, the you know, I don't know, Bam Bam and Pebbles from the Flintstones. When you 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 jamming to to those uh, sonic sounds, I don't know. 
I, I, I don't know. Uh, Luke Creasy joins us on the other side of the break here. We're not going to talk music. We're going to talk high school football. When we continue, today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. A lot of high school football action to tell you about this weekend. Huntington High, probably going to be tied with Martinsburg when the WVSSAC rankings come out as uh, co-number ones, but there's a lot of points to try to tabulate. I know he hasn't been actually tabulating all the points, but if someone would, it would be Luke Creasy who joins us now from the Herald-Dispatch, and of course, you know, part of the HD media family and... Uh, you know, while everyone was covering Marshall on a Friday night, Luke, you were handling all the high school duties, it felt like. Yeah, I was trying to keep tabs on uh, everything going on as well as, you know, the Marshall game. I uh, actually had uh, to go out to Tulsa High School Friday night, which uh, is, is a little bit of a drive from Huntington, but uh, the Rebels struggling a little bit this year, but... Um, but yeah, lots uh, lots to like about what's going on in, in high school in the area. Some some pretty good uh, pretty good competition. Let's talk that game first. Let's uh, start with Tulsa. You know, I, I can't remember you know, back in the day where they were you know they were really really just rolling through people. And of course, you know you're going to have ups and downs as years uh, progress. But uh, you know, what's the challenge for them right now? I think the challenge for them starts with their youth. Um, you know, you don't even have to go way back in the day to see where, where they were rolling through people. I, I think, uh, you know, they've been a playoff team for the last three years. Um, they had a really solid uh, core group of upperclassmen that um, had, had kind of been exactly where the team now is. Um, they were inexperienced, um, were getting beat up on, and then, you know, after a couple of years, they got things together. But uh, they graduated um, nearly their entire offense. And some of their skill players um, that were, were key contributors the past couple of years, including a couple of playoff appearances, um, were gone. And then uh, their quarterback, Jesse Muncy, um, who had turned some heads there, uh, not only with the Rebels football program, but, but also with the basketball program. Well, he leaves for St. Joe uh, to play basketball. The, the Rebel boys basketball head coach, Todd Maynard, had, had jumped from uh, the Rebels to the Irish and and took Jesse Muncy with him. So um, it, it left the Tulsa football team in kind of a hole. Um, you know, that the whole basketball move went down just a couple of weeks before the season opened. Um, and it's tough to ask guys to step in um, on that short notice to see, uh, you know, to kind of see what you're made of. And, and they've had some COVID issues as well. Had one game canceled due to COVID um, last week at Mingo Central. They got beat by 65, um, but they only dressed 12 players. Um, and, you know, when you're shorthanded and inexperienced like that, it's not going to end up well. And uh, the, the, the Rebels are just trying to learn how to um, how to stay competitive, even when things don't go their way. They had a couple turnovers um, in the second quarter Friday night. After the first quarter, it was a scoreless game. And then by halftime, Buffalo – had jumped up on them 34 to six. And so uh, when things escalate that quickly, it's never a good thing. Um, and, you know, I, I think the Rebels kind of think this year and, and just have to learn from it. You know, you, you 
Um, you know you're not uh, going to make the postseason at this point. Um, you haven't been competitive. But, uh, you, you take this and kind of use that to, to better yourself in the future. And I think that's where Tulsa has seen success before. It's just you know frustrating for, for head coach Eric Crum to have to start that process all over again. Lou Creasy is joining us, uh, of course, uh, the former show producer of this program, now working for HD Media and the Herald-Dispatch. And, of course, uh, you were covering high school for a lot of us as a Marshall game was happening on a Friday night as well. You know, outside of your game, what caught your eye when you were looking at scores and, and looking at recaps? What stood out to you, or what were you kind of keeping an eye on outside of your game? Um, you know, I, I was, of course, watching, uh, you know, keeping tabs on the Huntington game. Spring Valley also played up at Capitol. Um, I, I think at, at this point in the season, all eyes are on uh, the, the three-headed monster of Cabell Midland, Spring Valley, and Huntington. Um, I always hear about how competitive the MSAC is when it, it comes to football and, and, and basketball, too. But um, this year, it's... Uh, I, I think it's going to come down to maybe you only see one of those teams have a chance to make it um, outside of the uh, outside of our region. Um, you know, I, I was looking at it last week, and if the season ended last week before you know last week's games, um, Spring Valley was going to go to Cabell Midland on the road to start the playoffs. Um, and so you, you're talking about some really fun playoff matchups uh, between these two. Obviously, they've all seen each other to this point. Um, Huntington High uh, beats Cabell Midland. Um, Huntington High also beats Spring Valley in a, in a big defensive matchup. And so Spring Valley comes up on the short end of the stick in both of those games. But um, some really competitive football being played by those three schools. And um, I mean, outside of that, uh, not not too much exciting. I think Logan and Polka may have been the most exciting game on the West Virginia side. Uh, last week uh, is fourteen to twelve. I think was the final score. But uh, a bunch of blowouts last week. Um, you know, not only at Tulsa, but uh, Spring Valley's ended up being a blowout. Dalton Fouts accounted for uh, six touchdowns in that game. The uh, the junior for Spring Valley uh, at quarterback um, really making a splash in uh, in MSAC had had a chance to uh, talk with him some earlier this year and just. Um, kind of get his perspective because he's one that has um, sat the bench for a while, sat behind guys um, like Nate Ellis, like um, quarterback last year, Jack, his name is escaping me, he's a transfer from Lawrence County, um, but uh, instead of a quarterback there, and he, he's playing college ball now, but uh, Dalton Couch had a chance to, to sit the bench, and, and now it's showing that he's better for it, and and uh, Spring Valley is kind of a, a pass-happy team at this point in in the year, which I don't know many many people saw coming. Um, and defense had had to kind of adjust to that. Um, so it's you know, it, it's fun. Um, you know, when you when you get to this point in the year, I, I think you're starting to think about playoffs. Um, I think it's almost inevitable. Coaches will tell you that, that they're just trying to take it one game at a time, one game at a time. But, you know that the playoffs are in the back of your head at this point, and um, you have to start kind of honing in on, on what you do best and and try to perfect that come playoff time. Lou Creasy joins us from the Herald Dispatch, HD Media, high school football across the Tri-State. We had a lot of interesting scores come in, a lot of blowouts. Um, the one question I have is the Wayne Pioneers. 
I, I don't recall in the history of the Wayne Pioneers, as far as my memory is concerned, them having struggles like this. It's 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 still strange to me to look at their record and think that's Wayne football because I know Wayne football usually is this team that you have to account for at all times. And I know there've been some struggles, you know, here, you know, everyone's had struggles, but I just look at the scoreboard. I look at Wayne. I mean, they lost to Chapmanville 40 to 16. I, in my head can't process that still to this day, you know, you know, what's the bright side for Wayne, uh, the pioneers. Uh, I know there's gotta be a bright side here. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, again, it, it, it's a similar situation to what Tulsa's in, except Wayne's, you know, even at this point, a couple years down the road, um, they're, they're still young and learning how to win, um, which is, you know, a different situation to be in. Tom Harmon has been there for over two decades and, uh, you know, has seen his fair share of success there with the Pioneers. But and there's a lot of, um, a lot of high hopes coming into, into this year. Uh, for Wayne and, you know, coming off of last year where they were uh, competitive in some games, but just didn't quite know how to get over the hump. They've had some success this year, uh, one, two games, but, um, you know, which is one more than they did last year. But, but at this point uh, for Wayne, I think you got to do some soul searching um, because you're in year now three of, uh, of trying to, uh, come back and be competitive, um, and you know had a couple transfers come in from Spring Valley that, that have helped out the competitiveness, but uh, had a couple injuries last week um, at Chapmanville that aren't going to help that uh, team moving forward. Tyler um, Murdoch, um, a kid that has been a star for them, um, at least a dependable piece of their offense and defense. Um, you know he's going to be out. Um, he uh, suffered an injury that uh, is going to sideline him for probably the rest of this year. Um, and so you're going to have to have kids step up. And, and I know that, uh, you know, you can ask Tom Harmon just about any question and he'll turn it into, you know, you got to find ways to win. you got to find ways to be competitive. Um, and, you know, the Pioneers have struggled to do that this year um, and, and last year and, and really the year before that. It's been, it, it has been an unusual stretch for them. And, and I'm not sure um, – you know, at this point, how they get over that hump because we've been talking about getting over that hump for for, for a couple of years now. Lou Creasy's joining us from the Herald Dispatch, HD Media. All right, I know it's Monday. Where are you heading Friday? You got that far yet? Yeah, uh, actually, it, it was a rare occurrence where I found out where I was going this Friday before last Friday, if you can believe that. Um, but Spring Valley uh, hosting Fairmont Senior. Um, it's a rematch from the game last year and um, was supposed to be played actually on October 9th. Um, but they had some COVID issues, did Fairmont Senior, couldn't make the trip down. The Polar Bears actually lost two games because of their COVID issues. Um, lost the, the week before Spring Valley, that game, and then also the Spring Valley game. So uh, they're making the trip down. I was glad to see them be able to reschedule that one because that's one, uh, even though Fairmont Senior is, is double-A, um, it's going to be a really competitive game. And uh, I think that Spring Valley is, is kind of hungry for um, seeing a competitive game that maybe they can get over the hump in. Because they, 
the, the competitive games that they've been in, um, Cabell Midland was competitive to open the year. Huntington High defensive battle went right up until the very end. Uh, they haven't been able to find ways to win in those games. This is a chance for Spring Valley to, to find a way to win uh, against a good Fairmont senior program um, as they, uh, you know, as I said, get, get ready for, uh, you know, for the playoffs. And I think the big thing about Spring Valley is they've been in so many blowouts this year. Um, we talk about uh, last week at Capitol, a blowout. Um, they hosted South Charleston, a blowout. Riverside, a blowout. Um, the, the games that haven't been competitive have, have been blowouts. And it, does that help you come, you know, come playoff time when it really matters? I don't know. Um, because a lot of times in those blowouts, you're seeing the starters come out. And, you know, the more experience your starters have, um, I think the better prepared, and it's just my opinion, the better prepared you are to uh, to play down the road. So does that play a factor in, in Spring Valley's, you know, ultimate success? Um, you know, the, the amount of blowouts they played in. But um, I don't know. But uh, that's where I'm going to be Friday, and I, I think it should be a, a, an interesting matchup. Um, at least for uh, for Spring Valley and, and the boys in blue. And uh, so we'll see what happens. We'll look ahead next week to Martinsburg. We'll, um, we'll circle that one, Martinsburg, Spring Valley. I think, uh, I think just about everybody has that one circled um, and have since, the, <laughs> since it was put on the schedule last year and since Spring Valley beat them up at Martinsburg. Um, that's going to be a fun one. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a fun one for sure. Luke Creasy, my guest from the Herald Dispatch, HD Media's very own. Um, he'll be running the place one day. You, uh, I'm, Write it down right now. You'll be running the place one day. <laughs> you, you heard it here on the drive in the middle of October in 2021. Oh, good, good talking to you again. I'll, we, we need to do this more often, but you're so busy, I, I can't really book you until you know you have an off day like today. So we'll do this again soon. That's true. It's you know, and you caught me right before uh, I'm going to the park to play some pickleball this evening. Ooh. And uh, so, you know, I'm not, I haven't played pickleball in a while, but uh, we're going to test out my skills and enjoy a nice evening. You and the wife get a team up or team against each other? Um, We're going to team up against some friends of ours. Okay. All right, good. That's um, that. That's a good, that's good. You guys can win together or lose together. I mean, as, as, a, as, hey. as you should. <laughs> There you go. Have hey, fun, man. Before I get off, yes, sir. Before I get off, congratulations on your fantasy or fantasy hockey win this week. And I gotta say, I'm a little relieved um, that I don't have to worry about setting my lineup this year since I'm not in the league. Um, it was a tough win. I um, I've I've already got the voice of the Spring Valley Timberwolves, Matt Perry, your replacement, by the way. Talking trash to me. Talking trash to me. I mean, if he knows what he's talking about, then then he can talk trash. I just had to take it because I I was just like, well, here's a random lineup. Hope uh, Yahoo Sports doesn't fail me, but um, and it failed me quite a few. Well, I failed myself, but uh, yeah, no, I can focus on losing my fantasy football matches each week now. That's fair. Um, then I don't have to worry about hockey. That's fair. But um, you um you were you gave it a good go, um, Matt Perry. Again, the voice of the Spring Valley Timberwolves. One game under his belt, one win, and already Mr. Big Bridge is here, is calling the thunder. <laughs> Does he not know who I he's think... dealing with? Does he not know? <laughs> hey, there's, there's a reason your fantasy name is the Wrath of Swan. I mean... I take this stuff on, seriously, man. man. That, that The Wrath of Swan is the name. 
and my my nemesis this week is um, uh, 92.7 and 98.5, the planet's Eric Reigns, uh, who beat me in the championship game. Uh, trust me, um, we're not friends for a week. Yeah. going to feel that wrath. Uh, he's going to feel that wrath, or I'm going to take that beating. One of the, one of the two. We're going to find out starting tonight. <laughs> well, best of luck to you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk soon. Have a, have a pleasant night at Pickleball, and we'll, uh, we'll catch back up with you here real soon. All right. Sounds good. Luke Creasy, my guest, and of course that was a very smart move on his part to to bow out of fantasy hockey. He gave it his all. I give him credit. He did not uh, phone it in. He actually gave it his all, and he realized that you know maybe I'm not ready for this. Uh, while I've got my my new nemesis, the voice of the Spring Valley Timberwolves, again week one, uh, talking trash to me already because I had a low scoring week and he would have beat me if we went head to head week one. It's week one. I'll see him soon on the schedule. We'll talk to you in a minute after the break here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Programming note, baseball action tonight on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. It'll be Houston and Boston, Game 3 the ALCS. We're going to have the ALCS and the NLCS coming up tomorrow. We go on the air at 4.30. We've got baseball action Tuesday and Wednesday in the afternoon right here on the flagship of The Drive. That means no show. The Vast Drive Network here. Um, it's uh, it's going to be a couple of days without you. So hopefully uh, back on Thursday, we'll have a lot to get into. Thursday, of course, will be the Coach Huff Show. That's right. Coach Huff Show is coming up on Thursday. No game this week, but Coach Huff still going to be doing a show. So looking forward to that as uh, I'm sure he will uh, enjoy at least. Uh, I-, I don't know. If you have an off week, do coaches like off weeks? Do, do they take advantage of maybe recalibrating a little bit or are they pacing to get ready for the next game and they have more time to do it? That's probably an interesting question to say the least. So, you know, maybe that'll get asked of him tomorrow. So we have, of course, as I mentioned, the baseball action coming up, football action as well on our sister station. It'll be Buffalo and Tennessee. That's coming up tonight on Cat Sports 93-3 and 13-40. So back again on Thursday to talk about it. A um, couple of notes I want to get to before we call it a night. Uh, the UTSA Roadrunners ranked for the first time in program history. UTSA defeated Rice 45 to nothing on Saturday. They are 24th in the Associated Poll and 25th in the Coaches Poll. So Roadrunners ranked. Uh, Conference USA at least has one ranked team now. And, of course, as we mentioned, the Bengals beat Detroit 34-11. to Joe Burrow tied a career high with three touchdown passes. And the Bengals now have as many wins as they had last year. They're six games in. They've already matched last year's win total. That's a vast improvement for the Cincinnati Bengals. They'll take on the division-leading Baltimore Ravens. That is coming up this weekend. That's going to do it for this edition. The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 at AM 930. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Have a great night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.